This podcast contains explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Creepy Cannabis Podcast, where we chat all things creepy, cannabis, true crime, paranormal, and weird. I'm Madeline. I'm Rachel. I was just violently woken up from a nap. And it's New Year's. (laughs) (laughs) I just, honestly, everyone keeps asking me what I'm going to do, and I'm like, fucking nothing, because the last time I had the audacity to think it was going to be my year, Mm. well... We all know what happened in 2020. I don't want to take personal responsibility, but... I do. I had too much joy. Mm. Too much hope. Too much hope going into it. Blind faith. (laughs) It didn't work out that way. It really didn't. It's fine. It's been tragic. Although I did leave the state that I hated to move back home, got my dream job. It wasn't terrible for me. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, the rest of us, like, go fuck yourself. I mean, my job has been stressful since I started it. That's for sure. Yeah, but if you love it, you know, there are worse things. Of all the stressful jobs, at least I get a cannabis discount. I mean, that's really all you need in this life. I literally got um, one, like, one gram uh, extract, which is usually $80 for a dollar today, and then three cartridges that are usually $40 for a dollar. I just want to know what that's like because I work at a vet and I get a Technically, discount, they're but... expired, but I'm like, Psh. That's never stopped anyone. I will be consuming all of these and they will work. <laughs> There's a grocery store by my house that's like, um, what am I trying to say? Like a discount grocery store. Yeah. But it's the only place you can get Dunkaroos on the mm-hmm. East Coast, I feel like. And they're always like about to expire any day. Never stop me. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, I'm getting the Dunkaroos. Yeah, and, and eating all of them. Not the trash-ass chocolate ones. Like, the vanilla, like, funfetti ones. Yeah, like, I'll eat expired foods. Yeah. Smoke expired Maraganja. It's fine. It just, you know, they have to put an expiration date because it's medicine. Yeah. I mean, it Does weed ever expire? No. If you found a nug of weed in the corner of your closet, like, <laughs> ten years after you first purchased it would you still smoke it yes would i yes <laughs> are you smoke? is that tonight what you uh what you got on discount or is that something else no well this was discounted it was a, a deal but it was like last week and this strain is called nurse jackie oh you know nurse jackie's like that tv show where that nurse is offing people yes okay <laughs> right she's just on drugs Yeah, it's actually a sativa-dominant strain derived from two very well-known strains called Jack the Ripper and Medicine Woman. (laughs) Oh, that's cute how they combine them, though. Yeah, so the plant's um, makeup is like 85% sativa and 15% indica, so it's pretty energizing. And uh, it contains a THC content of 21%. This one actually is 26%. Oh, no! I put the wrong sticker. This one's for Blueniverse, <gasps> a different strain. Oh, no. I think this one is about, like, 23, 21, 23%. Um, and it 
has a sweet lemony flavor with a very earthy aroma. It's a very dependable medicine, no matter how early early in the day, um, because it gives you a very clear-headed buzz and allows you to go about your day with relative ease. But novice consumers should be aware that the strain typically boasts a very high THC content, which can induce anxiety in some individuals. <laughs> I do not need any more anxiety. Yeah. Definitely, I would say people that have a lot of anxiety, sativa-dominant strains aren't... Not always the best. The best. They want, like, sedating, relaxing qualities more so than, like, energizing and stimulating. I for sure want those qualities. Whatever's going to put me into a better nap. So apparently it's really good for treating body pain um, on a wide scale while maintaining energy and focus. And it's very helpful in increasing appetite. It can help with internal issues such as nausea, Crohn's disease, eating disorders, and a hyperactive gag reflex, making it an obvious choice for anyone who has pain or trouble eating in the morning. Oh, Sean actually always has trouble eating in the morning. I am nauseous every morning. It's hit or miss for me. It's like 50-50. Sometimes I'm super nauseous, and sometimes I'm like, I'm going to eat this whole kitchen. No, I just like feel... Sean's like that too. Really not good in the morning. Most mornings. Um... Luckily, I can smoke this (laughs) (laughs) going forward. And the strain, uh, this strain uh, is very, wow, that didn't make sense. You did your best. I'm going to cut that out. Okay. This strain is good for people with mild to moderate stress or depression who spend their time um, presently and consciously the fuck does that mean (laughs) i'm not even sure sometimes when i copy and paste these sentences i just should be reading them (laughs) (laughs) Uh, basically it's very good for soothing pain um whether it's chronic or temporary and it's very good for conditions such as lupus or arthritis and it has very good anti-inflammatory properties that help with like headaches and nausea every day I feel like, do you even know what these things help? Because you're just on, like, a very steady regimen at this point that you're like, I'm not even going to let any of that shit creep in. (laughs) No sickness is getting in here. Uh... I definitely was making fun of Maddie the other day because (laughs) I said on her, (laughs) she sometimes will just, like, I guess be up at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning and I'll go to the bathroom and, like, just smell the weed. I'm like, okay, she's awake. (laughs) And then she comes downstairs like, 10 p.m. that day and she's like i just took a little nap (laughs) you took a fucking death you went you died (laughs) usually i wake up really really early and then i smoke and then i watch tiktoks for quite a while (laughs) and then i will probably fall back asleep you know until mid-morning then i'll get up like do some cleaning laundry things like that don't lie whatever i need She'll sleep for three. Just kidding. And this is, by the way, also like just when don't she's make a off, peep. not like I just don't make a peep, so you'd think I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I walk like a fucking Sasquatch. <laughs> so I, I step out of the bed. You're like, oh god, there's a burglar in here. I like to have zero human interaction. I mean, that's ideal on the weekends. All right, let's get into the story that <coughs> surprise, <Apologies>. surprise. <laughs> that was a she was a stiff one. Woo. I got this story because, as you may have guessed, I'm obsessed with movies, especially horror movies, and I was just like, 
not feeling motivated to find a story. We didn't do one for Christmas because we were just chilling. And I was just like, I don't know what I want to do. Um, so I was like, you know what? Let me look up crimes that movies were made after and just see if anything, you know, suits my fancy, anything I might want to do. And I did find one, um, that was made after, well, the movie that was made after the crimes was the, um, oh shit. I can't remember the name of it. Hold on. Had to look at my notes. I, I don't remember. It was like, what happens at sundown? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> the killer at sundown. Know. Oh, no. I'm upset. <coughs> Let me just peruse here real quick. Oh I went God. too deep. Oh, found it. Uh, the 1976 film, The Town That Dreaded Sundown, and then the 2014 sequel that was based on that movie. I haven't seen the 1976 film. That says it's, like, a very close representation, but I can tell you for a fact, the 2014 is not a replication. That is just some guy walking around with, like, a knapsack on his head, like, just... Axing people? Like, macheteing people. It's, oh. like, it's like it's Jason before he stuff. got his hockey mask. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically... It's loosely based on these actual killings and attacks that happened in Texarkana, um, in Texas, between February 22nd, 1946, and May 3rd, 1946. There wasn't a lot of, like, I can't be sure how accurate some of the information is because it was 1946, and, like, some of the victims, it clearly says that they didn't have any pathology done, and it's a lot of, like, witness statements and stuff, so... Uh, you know, I want to do my best, but when you pick these old cases, sometimes there's just not a lot of information and you just have to hope that what you're telling the people is correct. But either way, it's very interesting. Either way, it's a story. Yeah. We're just here to tell y'all stories. You know, we got 22 whole ass followers that are dependent upon these stories. They, they need us. Yeah. They They're need here it. for it. <laughs> my, um, my nephew was like, oh, me and my girlfriend, we just smoke weed on Saturdays and we listen to your podcast. Aww. Like it's like their little date that they do together. Wow, so um, romantic. Also, like, not actually my nephew. It's my niece's ex-boyfriend, and I just like him more than her. I so. mean, honestly, it's just easier to say. <laughs> yeah, I just, like, have adopted him. Um, Yes, yeah, so I'm just going to go over the crimes in the order that they had happened, and um, I will tell you, for anyone triggered by unsolved cases, this is unsolved. There's a lot of speculation as to who they think it was, but again, this is, like, they, like, brought the Texas Rangers in for this. Oh. Like, and not Chuck Norris. So I personally <laughs> think that's where they fucked up. Like, if they brought Walker, Texas Ranger, we wouldn't be having this conversation because this bitch would be in jail. Um, okay. So the first attack happened on February 22nd, 1946, at around 11.45 p.m. on a Friday. Um, Jimmy Hollis, who was 25, and his girlfriend, Mary... It's either Jean or Jeannie, Larry. I'm going to say Mary Jean, Larry, who was 19. Parked sorry, on a... Mary Jean Larry, Mary Larry. <laughs> Her name is Mary Larry. <laughs> Have you ever seen The Wedding Singer, Julia Gullia? <laughs> and we can make fun of this lady because she survived. Uh, oh, good. It's all right. I was doing it She doesn't die. But... <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, are people like these pieces of shit, like making fun of people? Like, we don't want anyone to be injured or die. Also, I think I'm getting a little... We said listener discretion is advised. <coughs> a little secondhand... 
ingestion. That means you can't sue us. <laughs> I think. Uh, <laughs> it. It's not COVID. It's not COVID. <laughs> it just got in my throat for a second. Okay. I was literally just hacking it a lot. <laughs> so Jimmy, they also refer to her in this article as Larry. So I kept getting confused. I was like, shit. Is it a man or Is Larry the guy? Or until they would say Jimmy's name. But um, they parked on a secluded road known as Lover's Lane after seeing a movie together. Um, it was approximately 50 feet off of a road called Robinson Road on an unpaved street about 100 yards from the last row of city homes. So they were like kind of away from the houses, but it wasn't super far. Um, around 10 minutes after they parked at around 11.55, a man wearing a white cloth mask, which resembled a pillowcase with eye holes cut out, appeared at the driver's side door where Jimmy was and shined a flashlight in the window he was unsure i think if the guy was pranking him so he was like oh no you have the wrong person to which the man responded i don't want to kill you fellow so do what i say <laughs> do you fellow? ever hear like old timey talk and you're like jeez like what they'd be fellow? rolling over in their graves of the shit we're saying <laughs> they'd be like what is wrong with these <laughs> hooligans um so both jimmy and mary Mary, yes, Jimmy and Mary, I'm going to try to substitute their last names with their first names because it's super confusing, (laughs) were ordered out of the driver's side door, and the man ordered Jimmy to take off his goddamn britches. Britches? Like, I could not even take you seriously if you're like, (laughs) give me those britches, but either way. After he complied, the man struck him in the head twice with a pistol. I mean, that's just rude. And Mary would later tell investigators that the noise was so loud that she initially thought he actually shot him. when it was really his skull fracturing um thinking that the assailant wanted to rob them mary showed him jimmy's wallet to prove he had no money after which he struck her with a blunt object um he ordered her to stand which she did when she kind of like came to and told her to run so initially she tried to flee towards like this ditch but then he ordered her to run a different direction up the road so she said she spotted an old car parked off the road but found it empty I kind of wonder if it was his. Like, it never says, but it would make sense, like, how to get there. Um, And then he confronted her again, who asked her why she was running. And when she responded that he told her to do so, he called her a liar before knocking her down and sexually assaulting her with the barrel of his gun. Oh. I also never understand that. Like, I guess I shouldn't say that. Like, I assume he's, like, an impotent person. I feel like, but he also had the guy, like, take his pants off, so I don't know what was going on here. Um, after he assaulted her, it, it wasn't clear how she got away, but she fled on foot, running about a half a mile to the nearby houses, um, and she attempted to call for a car passing by, um, but was ignored, but she was able to wake the residents of a house and call the police. Meanwhile, Jimmy regained consciousness and managed to fly down a, um, like a guy driving down the road on Richmond Road. And the motorist left him at the scene and drove to a nearby funeral home um, where he was able to call the police. And within 30 minutes, the Bowie County Sheriff, Bill Presley, and three other officers arrived at the scene of the attack. But obviously the assailant had already left. And they found Jimmy's pants like 100 yards away from the park car. Um, Mary was hospitalized overnight for a minor head wound. It didn't reference her, like, sexual assault again. 
Um, and then Jimmy was hospitalized for several days to recover from multiple skull fractures, but both of them survived. Damn. <clears throat> there was <clears throat> some conflicting reports, so they each gave kind of a different story as to what he looked like. Mm-hmm. Jimmy... No, I'm sorry. Mary claimed that he was wearing a white bag over his head, like I mentioned before, and that she could clearly see under the mask that he was African-American, while Jimmy claimed he was for sure white and around 30 years old. But he also said he couldn't distinguish his features because he'd been blinded with a flashlight. But both agreed that he was about six feet tall. Um, And it looks like law enforcement repeatedly challenged Mary's account And for some reason, they thought that she and Jimmy knew the identity of their attacker and were covering for him. I also feel like it'd be hard, like it's nighttime and a guy's wearing a mask with just the eyes cut out. Like, it would probably be easy to mistake that for, like, a black man because it's dark. It's just, like, your dark eyes in a hood. But, like, the guy who was right next to him, like, in the light with the flashlight, thought he was white. And I'm pretty sure the guy that they suspect of actually doing it was white. I feel like he's probably white. Off. I'm going to be honest. Any type of weirdo fetish killer, period, if they're weird and into some fetish. They're probably white. They're in their 30s and white. Yeah. Actually, when I was doing a little bit of um, watching like a special on the Chris Watts murder, mm-hmm. I was actually watching Bailey Sarian's um, like murder mystery makeup about it. Yeah. And she said that the officer investigating that case said that I want to say it was like 90% of the time it's like a white man in his 30s when it's like a family annihilator situation. Oh, absolutely. And they most almost always kill their families in August right before school starts. Plus it's really hot and crime always escalates in the summer because so people have very short tempers when <clears throat> it's hot. Uh, me. I could see myself murdering someone in the heat. Literally. That's why um, in Freakadomics they're like Correlation does not equal causation because ice cream sales going up in the summer doesn't have anything to do with the fact that crime also goes up in the summer, but they both go up in the summer. Yeah, it would make sense. I feel like uh, I always notice, I guess because my birthday is in July, I always notice that when I'm reading a lot of these stories, a lot of violent acts seem to happen in July. Mm -hmm. Like, I just notice that a lot because it's around my birthday. Very hot. Um, Okay, let me stay on track today, guys, so we're not here for eight hours because... For the love of God, I want you guys to keep coming back. Um, So on March 24th, 1946, so about, what's that, about a month later, um, the first double murder occurred. Um, So Richard Griffin, who was 29, and his girlfriend of six weeks, this poor bitch, Polly Ann Moore, who was 17, because you know back then, like, people were, like, getting married when they were like... 14 years old, I feel like. All right. <laughs> um, were found dead in Griffin's 1941 Oldsmobile sedan on a Sunday uh, between 8.30 and 9 a.m. by passing motorist. The motorist saw the parked car again on a lover's lane. So the way it's worded, I don't think it's on the same lover's lane. I know, like, they were popular at this time, like mm-hmm. those little streets that you would go to and just, like make out in the car i guess (laughs) yeah there are a lot of like when i'm researching a lot of older stories like there's a ton of like it happened on lover's lane and i'm like damn why didn't they just make out in a house well because i think back then like you didn't just do that like you got together and like dated and then you got married so you're not like canoodling in your parents basement like they're like no marry my daughter and here's her (laughs) gallery and shit 
So it was just a different time. Like, Yikes. I don't think people were just like, now we're always like, oh, we're talking. Oh, we're just having sex, but have no intimate connection whatsoever. Like, it's just a different time. True. Except for if you're me, because I got married when I was 20 to like the third <laughs> guy I dated. Like, as soon as I realized he wasn't a total douche wagon, I was like, wife me. And it worked. I trapped him. Um, okay, so they were found around 9 a.m. <clears throat> on a lover's lane on a road called Rich Road, which is now called South Robinson, near a railroad spur. It was about 100 yards south of the highway. So that's interesting. Again, about 100 yards south of, like, a populated area. Um, and close to a night spot called Club Dallas. Uh, the motorists first thought that both were asleep. Which, when they describe how their bodies were found, like, I don't know why they thought that. It's like crime junkies when they're like, it's never a mannequin. Like, they're never asleep. So, Griffin was found between the front seats on his knees with his head resting on his crossed hands and his pockets turned inside out. And then Moore was found sprawled face down in the back seat. Um, there is evidence that suggested that they were killed on a blanket uh, or I'm sorry, that she was killed on a blanket outside of the car and then placed there. Um, Griffin had been shot twice while still in the car. Both had been shot once in the back of the head and both were fully dressed. But That's there was a blood-soaked rude. patch of earth near the car, suggesting to police that they had been killed outside the car and placed back inside. Uh, congealed blood was also found covering the running board. I believe the running board is like... That little board where your car door closes. But I could be wrong. Hmm. And it had flowed through the bottom of the car door. Oh, yeah. That would make sense. Because, yeah, I'm right. Um, I don't know <laughs> anything about guns. I'm just going to be straight up. But it says a .32 cartridge shell was also found. Possibly shot from a Colt pistol wrapped in a blanket. Um, <clears throat> no reports indicate that either Griffin or Moore were examined by a pathologist, like I mentioned earlier. <clears throat> So it kind of opened up for a lot of local rumor, um, which stated that a sexual assault had also occurred, but a lot of modern reports refute that statement. Um, But in response to the murders, police did launch a citywide investigation along with the Texas and Arkansas City Police, um, the Department of Public Safety, and then Miller and Cass County Sheriff's Departments, and the FBI. So by March 27th, local police had interviewed around 50 to 60 witnesses, including patrons and employees of the Club Dallas. Um, But by March 30th, police had posted a $500 reward in an effort to gain any new information on the case. Um, But it sounds like they just got like a lot of false leads and not really any actual information. Mm -hmm. And then again, like this is less than a month later. So on April 13th was the second double murder. Um... And the article I am have pulled up here, they have, like, pictures of the officer searching for clues. Like, we talk about this a lot, but, like, when they're just, like, back in the day, they just, like, literally look around. Mm-hmm. Like, what do people do before DNA and all of this stuff? Like, that's got to be why so many crimes are just unsolved. Like, it's yeah. crazy. Um, so on the evening of Saturday, April 13th, Betty Jo Booker, who was 15, was playing her saxophone in her regular weekly gig with her band, uh, the Wright Mares. The Wright Mares? Wright Mares, R-Y-T-H-M-A-I-R-E-S. Listen. 
Uh, they're <laughs> playing at the VFW Club at West 4th and Oak Street. And around 1.30 a.m. Sunday morning, um, on the 14th of April, her friend Paul Martin, age 17, arrived to pick her up from the performance. Um, this was the last time the pair were seen alive. This poor guy, like, just yeah. coming to, like, escort his friend. That's horrible. Um, Martin's body was found at around 6.30 a.m. that morning by Mr. and Mrs. G.H. Weaver and their son, lying on its left side by the northern edge of North Park Road. Blood was found further down on the other side of the road by a fence. He had been shot four times, once through the nose, again through the left fourth rib from behind, a third time in the right hand, and finally through the back of the neck. So it sounds to me like this guy was just like trying so hard to run away that's just an excessive amount of force well like if he's still running and he's like fuck you i'm out of here you know and that guy was like "Mm." booker's body was not found until approximately 11 30 a.m almost two miles away from martin's body behind a tree she was found by members of the boyd family along with their friend ted i'm sorry ted i can't i can't do the last name who had joined the search party um so they (laughs) sorry ted it was like show peppy listen um her body was lying on its back fully clothed with the right hand in the pocket of the buttoned overcoat i don't know what this guy's deal is with pockets like pockets pulled out pants off like hands in the pocket it's i just sometimes don't know like what goes on in their heads like this i mean is there's be... a lot wrong in this man's <laughs> i mean yeah but like your pockets um she had been shot twice once through the chest and once in the face um the weapon used was the same as the first double murder so they were pretty sure it was the same person um that's fucked i know martin's 1946 ford club coupe was found about three miles away from booker's body and two miles away from his body it was parked outside spring lake park with the keys still in it the authorities were not sure who was shot first um, Sheriff Presley and Texas Ranger Captain Manuel Gonzalez. Oh, by the way, this Captain Manuel Gonzalez, like he was like a he was like Walker Texas Ranger, like he was oh. very well renowned. Um, said that the examinations of the bodies indicated that they both had put up a terrific struggle. Martin's friend Tom Alberton said he did not believe an argument had happened between the victims and that Martin had not had any enemies. Um, Law enforcement was unable to locate Booker's saxophone at the crime scene. It was eventually discovered, though, around six months later, on October 24th, still in its black um, imitation leather case in underbrush near where Booker's body had been found. So, um, okay, so at this point, they're like, okay, we got to up this reward. Like, we got to do something. People are terrified. It's horrific. And I also feel like in this time, like, I don't think crimes weren't happening as much. I just think they weren't reported the same way they are now. Like, I mean, if a crime happens now, you're on, you're videoing it as it freaking happens on your phone. Someone is. Mm-hmm. But back in these times, I think you just weren't aware of it until it was, like, in your town and in your face. And, you know, people get oh, really yeah. freaked out and they're terrified. And That's why, like, we even had so much more freedom, I think, as a generation mm-hmm. than kids these days. Like... I used to just roam my neighborhood. Yes. All day. My parents would be like, goodbye. Go outside. Goodbye. Don't and then I would in. leave as a small child, like eight, ten, and just ride my bike around the fucking neighborhood, do hood rat shit, 
for sure. I was a good kid, but I was still into some no I could have gotten abducted immediately. Well, I told you, I've probably mentioned on here before, but some guys definitely tried to grab me when I was like 16 years old, walking home from my friend's house. Like, it's just so fast. I was, um, I cannot remember the name of the girl. I want to say it was Jody something. She was like abducted walking to school to get on the bus. And then she lived with her attacker and like ended up having his kids for like years and years before she got away. And I will never forget they asked him, why did you abduct her, like, from the school bus, like, the bus stop? And he said, because there's so many kids, and they get scared, and they flee like cockroaches, and you only need one. That is the most fucked up thing I've ever heard in my life. I've never forgotten, and it made me so sick. Also, bless you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I poured a whole soda and didn't bring it up here. And I told Sean I wouldn't drink soda after tomorrow, so I just wasted it. He's probably down there slurping it right now. That he is. Um, okay, so at this point, they were like, let's raise this reward because we need to do something. Um, so it was exceeding like $1,700 um, for information leading to the person or persons responsible in the Griffin Moore and Martin Booker murders. Rumors circulated through the area with one rumor suggesting a local minister had turned in his own son as a suspect. Um, On April 18th, Captain Gonzalez issued a statement to the public during a press conference verifying that the murderer had not been caught and that the rumors circulating among the public and in the newspapers were a hindrance to the investigation and harmful to innocent persons. He does sound like he knows what's up. He's like, no, we're not having this. So then again on May 3rd, 1946, that's when the final crimes happen. So sorry on friday may 3rd sometime before 9 p.m virgil starks who was 37 um he was a farmer and a welder was in his modest ranch style house on a 500 acre farm oh my god of highway 67 east i'm jealous i mean and highway 67 that's where the other two bodies were found right yeah Mm -hmm. um almost 10 miles northeast of texarkana um he turned on his favorite weekly radio (laughs) show and his wife katie who was 36 Gave him a heating pad for a sore back. Oh, Katie. Okay. He sat in his armchair in the sitting room, which was just off the kitchen and the bedroom. Um, while Katie was in her bedroom lying on the bed in her nightgown, she heard something from the backyard and asked poor Virgil to go turn down the radio. <laughs> turn um, down the radio. I can't see right. Virgil. <laughs> turn it down. I shouldn't assume. They probably didn't have an accent like that. Um, Where are they from? <laughs> Texas? Yes, they did. I feel like Texarkana is somewhere. Texarkana must be in Texas. Texas Where else and is Arkansas. Be? Like, I think oh, they yeah. have like joint Arkansas forces. Yeah, too. yeah. Like Florabama. Uh, yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. Florabama? Yeah. The Florabama Shore. It's a show, just like the Jersey Shore. Stop. <clears throat> Only it's more ratchet because it's people from Alabama. <laughs> no offense if anyone's from Alabama. Can I tell you that? But- isn't alabama the state we stopped in on the way to Orleans? and it was not even the heat the humidity was so thick that i got out of my car to go into mcdonald's and i had to swim through the air like i had to use the force of my arms to propel myself (laughs) i god bless anyone who lives in alabama because you can't breathe anyway they're not okay they're hood rat (laughs) how are you gonna come for an entire state of people I mean... Alabama's not going to listen to any of our shit. First of all, we live in... I, I don't want to give away where we live, but where we live is not the creme de la creme. Yes, it is. Alabama would come to this neighborhood and be like, It's better than Alabama. What? This neighborhood? 
Oh, well, the yes. state, our state, is much better than Alabama. I hate our state. All they try to do is take all my money. They'll be like, we'll raise the minimum wage by a half That's of a penny. That's everywhere. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like because we're so close to the Capitol, we're like, we could charge you less <laughs> The Capitol. Okay. Hunger Games. Listen. <laughs> it's what it is. It uh, is. She's hating. I mean, it is I, Somebody's got to protect Alabama because you're over here coming for them like a savage ass hoe. <laughs> Alabama's ratchet. No ladies are actually hoes, and no har- hoes were harmed in the making of this podcast. <laughs> um, okay. Seconds later after Virgil... I'm not sure if it's seconds after he turned it down or seconds after he was asked to. Oh, nope, just kidding. Virgil was reading the May 3rd edition of the Texarkana Gazette, and two shots were fired into the back of his head from a closed double window three feet away. Katie did not hear the gunshots. Instead, she heard what sounded like a breaking of glass, and she thought Virgil had dropped something and went to see what had happened. As she entered the doorway to the living room, she saw Virgil stand up and then suddenly slump back into his chair. And she saw blood and then ran to him and lifted up his head when she realized he was dead. Uh, so she ran to the phone to call the police. Um, I was like, what? She rang the wall crank phone. So she rang the phone two times before being shot twice in the face from the same window. One bullet entered her right cheek and exited behind her left ear, and the other went in just below her lip, breaking her jaw and splintering out several teeth before lodging up under her tongue. Wow. What the fuck? Fucked. I'm going to be honest. I didn't fully read ahead, so I'm that kind of like disgusting. surprised. Um, she dropped to her knees, but soon managed to get back on her feet. I mean... Go ahead with yourself. Wow. She ran to get a pistol from the living room. What? This bitch is like, fuck you. I'm not going down like that. M. Night Shyamalan twist. (laughs) She was blinded by her own blood. She heard the killer tearing loose uh, the rusted screen wire on the back porch. She she thought she was going to be killed, so she stumbled toward her bedroom near the front of the house to leave a note. Mm-mm. She, this bitch is like, let me get my gun. Let me leave. Let evidence. me write my will. Fuck this guy. What the fuck? She's gonna be like, two shots. Then two shots to me. Couldn't make it to gun. Kill this motherfucker. That's gonna be her note. <laughs> Meanwhile, the killer ran to the back of the house and made his way up the steps and into the side screen porch through the back screen door. Ugh. I was like, he knew where she was. That's he a shot lot her. of doors. I know. I was like, where is this? She heard the killer coming through the kitchen window. How did he, how is this guy so dumb? He shot her through a window, he came see through the layout, a... ran up the stairs, jumped through a greenhouse, came back down through the window. Like, what? Wait, yeah, like, why is it going in a window? I thought there was a door. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I don't understand the layout, but she heard him coming through the kitchen window. So she turned around and ran through the dining room, through the bedroom, down a hallway, through another bedroom, and then into the living room and out of the front door leaving behind a virtual river of blood and teeth throughout the house and across the street. Virtual? That's what it says. How is it virtual? I think it's just like another... Is that a normal saying? We're going to have to investigate this. Honestly, I think I'm a little contact high, so I keep getting very confused. Okay, keep going. But either way, she left a stream of blood in her own teeth and was like, I'm out. Um, barefoot and still wow. in her blood-soaked nightgown, she ran across the street to her sister and brother-in-law's house. Because no one was home, she ran 50 yards more to A.V. Prater's house. Prater answered her call for help. 
Uh, she said they said she gasped, Virgil's dead, and then collapsed. Like, even as she's going down, all she cares about is like someone else. This lady just did that's she, the baddest bitch that's ever lived. She is, considering I would see Sean dead and just die. I'd be like, I can't go one without oh him. God. Who's gonna take care of me? <laughs> Who's gonna buy me naked cats? I just die, hand on the forehead. Um, Prater, this town is. First of all, is where I want to live. Because Prater shot a rifle in the air to summon another neighbor, Elmer Taylor. Prater called to Taylor to bring his car because Mr. and Mrs. Starks had been shot. Taylor, along with Mr. and Mrs. Prater and their baby, they grabbed the whole ass baby. Well, I guess you're not going to stay there with a murder on the loose. Yeah, what, are you going to leave the baby behind? Yeah, that's true. murder on the loose. (laughs) Uh, they rode with Mrs. Starks to <laughs> Michael Meager Hospital, now Miller County Health Unit, at 503 Walnut Street. Mrs. Starks gave Mr. Taylor, the driver, one of her teeth with a gold filling. <laughs> oh, my God. This bitch is just like, she's got it planned out. Like, she must have had a, a whole thing for how she was going to die. And she's like, gold tooth, no. She was ready. She was in a semi-conscious state, uh, slumping forward on the front seat. Although she lost a considerable amount of blood, she showed no signs of going into shock, and her heart rate remained normal. The fuck? I envy this lady. She was not playing. She's not. I would just never be that badass. That's crazy. Um, Miller County Sheriff W.E. Davis, who became head of the investigation, questioned her in the operating room. Uh, The news was printed on the front page the next morning on May the 4th, reading, Murder Rock City again. Farmer slain. Wife wounded. Wife was mangled, not wounded. Um, four days later, Sheriff Davis talked with Miss Starks again at the hospital. Um, she discounted a circulating rumor that Virgil had heard a car outside their home several nights in a row and f- was in fear of being killed. That's ridiculous. So that was the last attack. Um, so uh, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm pretty sure I'm high. And just got, like, went into a vortex of my own brain. (laughs) Um, The Miller County Sheriff's Department was notified just minutes after the alarm reached Hope City Police. Um, So the Arkansas State Police got the call on their radio and were the first officers at the scene. Um, Some of the reports were contradictory. Mm -hmm. One of the officers said that they found Stark still slumped in the blood-soaked chair and that the chair had caught fire from the electric heating pad. Smoke was filling the room and was coming up all around the man and between his legs. Um, Yet the other sheriff, Sheriff Davis, said that when officers arrived at the scene, they found the chair on fire, but Stark's body was not burned because it had fallen to the floor. So, I mean, I guess if you walk into a hellacious scene like that, like, you're not just really taking it all in. Um, Immediately after reports of the slaying spread, blockades were set up several miles northeast and southwest um, on Highway 67. Sheriff... Davis um, called in officers from the entire area to help with the investigation, including the FBI, like I mentioned before, Captain Gonzalez, and some other Texas Rangers. Just like they called in everyone Arkansas the police, troops. Texas police. Um, and the house investigators found a trail of blood with scattered teeth um, on the That's dining room table. Up. I know. On the dining room table were Mrs. Stark's supplies for making a dress. They say it again. So, Gonzalez, after seeing the virtual river of blood, stated it is beyond me why she did not bleed to death there were only two bullet holes in the window leading sheriff davis to believe an automatic rifle was used investigators declared 
that after the killer shot Virgil, he waited patiently outside the window to shoot Virgil's wife. Oh, patiently. I, I kind of, like, feel like this guy's from there, too. Like, how are you going to stumble across a 500-acre farm and, like... You don't. He had to have been watching them a while to know they're both there. Yeah. It's just weird to me. No, um, there's some fucked up people out there, and you just always have to assume everyone is fucked up. I mean, that's true. And then you'll be fine. Truly. Three clues were found at the scene. The first was the caliber of bullets. The second was a flashlight found in the hedge underneath the window that Starks was shot from. And the last clue was bloody prints around the house, shoe prints on the kitchen floor, and smudge fingerprints in other places. Sheriff Davis stated that although this murder could not be directly linked to the Phantom, which is what they were calling him, by the way, because of the caliber was a twenty-two. Um, it is possible that the killer is one and the same man, but they have no proof. Um, those who had been driving the area near the time of the slaying, along with several men found in the vicinity, were picked up for questioning. <sighs> but they couldn't do shit because they, they don't have any resources. Like, they got bloodhounds. So, early on Saturday morning, the bloodhounds were brought in um, by the Arkansas State Police they found two trails that led to the highway before the scent was lost. So, like, this is definitely the car that the first couple saw, I think. I think he just drives to places and then goes off the beaten path. Um, that night, many officers patrolled Lover's Lanes, hoping to prevent another attack. And by Sunday night, more state police officers were called in to help the investigation and aid in protecting the local civilians. And officers had detained at least 12 suspects, but only kept three for further questioning um 47 total officers were working around the clock to solve the mysteries and among them were sheriffs of four counties captain gonzalez and his staff of the texas rangers and chief deputy tillman johnson so they really were doing their best like they had everybody in there but i personally think it sounds like this guy started off on like um not easier targets but like he started off on these lovers lanes and like surprising people and then i feel like he went into like stalking in their homes he was like "Mm -mm." it seems like the uh golden state killer oh yeah that guy (laughs) (laughs) he was gross fucking Um, fuck the flashlight was sent to washington dc for further inspection by the fbi meanwhile mrs starks was showing improvements um at the hospital the unofficial theory for a motive amongst the majority of the 47 officers was that of a sex mania because large amounts of money in the home were not taken, nor was Mrs. Stark's purse, which was lying on the bed containing money and jewels. Jewels? Um, I know. It's Just a like a time. big diamond and a big sapphire. That's probably going to put on the note like, these are the color of my jewels for when you catch this bitch. The family jewels. <laughs> <laughs> I just think of like like balls yes that's what i was <laughs> um the title on the front page of the texarkana gazette on sunday read sex maniac hunted in murders i don't know like i definitely think there was some type of sexual motive but he only sexually assaulted the first female that we know of but i know mm. like some sexual status like penetration doesn't have to be the thing that gets them off like just killing can but I also feel like more often than not when I'm reading about sexual sadists, they tend to, like, use knives more than guns because it's, like, a penetration. Ew. I've actually researched that a lot. I know, but it's the facts. That's disgusting. <sighs> On the night of Virgil's death, the reward fund was up to $7,000. So 
back then, like, that's a ton of money. They're really trying. That's like um, seven million. Current so dollars. they got it, like, on the radio station. They were just doing everything they could. Um, mm. And then, you know, Gonzalez was just staying on top of it. Like, we have the best unit, the best people on here, two-way radio equipment, um, what, which would allow the officers to We have two-way radios. I know, right? <laughs> but then they could converse between the cars and with other <laughs> forces. So, as you can see, like, a totally different time. Like, this is big news. Um, mm, so, a clerk from the Bowie County Selective Service Board stated that even though he contacted officers two weeks prior, no investigating officers had checked his files. Another clerk from the Miller County Draft Board stated that no request for examination of her files had been made. Both explained that their reports would reveal information such as thumbprints, rifleman awards, and mental and physical conditions of the registrants. That night, during a radio interview, Gonzalez asked residents to help the investigation by refraining from spreading and repeating rumors. He stated that these only take the officers from the main route of the investigation. Um, it is so important that we capture this man and that we cannot afford to overlook any lead, no matter how fantastic it might seem. So basically, like people were calling in with bogus shit, but they still had to check every single thing, and it was taking up all their time. Mm-hmm. Um, the next Makes day sense. they did get that mobile transmitting station, um, in the late afternoon, along with 10 police cars and 20 state police officers. Um, and Captain Gonzalez got it all into place immediately into operation. Um, it looks like a correspondent from the international news service made reservations to come to the city and cover the story. Um, so again, like they're just doing everything they can in the world to get it out there to have better communication to try to figure something out and i think they were kind of hoping they would just catch him in action like they had enough bodies in this rural town that they could just catch him trying to kill someone else um who's to say he didn't leave so he never attacks again after this i mean clearly Um, he left on Thursday morning, May 9th, Sheriff Dave, uh, Davis was notified that the flashlight found at the Starks murder scene contained no fingerprints. On Wednesday, May 29th, a colored picture of the front on the front page of the Texarkana Gazette um, showed the flashlight. Mm-hmm. It was their first, by the way, Texarkana Gazette's first spot-colored photograph. Spot? Oh, shit. There it is. That looks like a flashlight. And then... <laughs> <laughs> the description under the picture read have you seen this two cell flashlight this is a picture in detail of the flashlight found at the scene of the Starks first murder. ever flashlight <laughs> this is a two cell all metal flashlight. No, just kidding, flashlight both ends of which are painted red so it goes on and on to just whatever um, and it says you may be the one to aid in solving the phantom slayings uh Basically, I'm pretty sure I'm still so high. Um, they they just kept going on. Try they tried a different approach, which I also hear about this a lot. In like I saw it a lot on Criminal Minds, where mm-hmm. instead of saying like, they kind of pitch the wording so that you might think you're turning in like not turning in somebody you know. So for example, if they're looking for a guy who drives a green car and they don't want to alarm the neighbors and have the neighbors be like, I ain't fucking turning them in. They'll say, oh, we're looking for a person who drives a green car. We think they might be a key witness in this crime because people are more likely to believe that your neighbors are like these good 
people who saw something versus like these monstrous murderers because mm-hmm. most murderers hide in plain sight. Um, mm-hmm. But they're like, we want, you know, they basically issued a statement. They wanted every man and woman to recall all the nights of the murders, like anything you have that could help. Um, but ultimately nothing happened at all. That's crazy. And then eventually, um, like family members were adding additional money to the reward um Virgil's dad added money to the award um but after 1940 like November 1948 authorities no longer consider the Starks murder connected to the other double murders but it never says why I still think of course it, it was, doesn't say why but at the same time like I thought it was kind of weird that like the wife was running to leave a note and like this is just all like, why would theories. she spend the time to run to leave a note yeah, like when you were shot in the face. I mean, you could also be delirious because you just got shot in the face. But yeah, but you, you know got how shot they said the like they thought the first couple knew him, and then like what if she knew him too, and she was like, "I'm gonna go write it on a note." But then when she lived, like for some reason, like I just wonder if there was some connection to this guy as to why no one wanted to say who it was or give conflicting information about what it he was looked probably like. like some police officer, maybe. Or, like, maybe the police some... always have a way of abusing entire small towns and then getting away with it through, like, intimidation and threat. I mean, I think that's any, like, any position of power, especially in, like, yeah. small areas. Because it's oh, like, yeah, who's yeah, going to yeah. stop you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, people are just, when you get power, you want more power. But it also, like, another spin on it could be... Honestly, I've received a very small amount of power, and I don't want... <laughs> you don't want it. That's Much how more. I feel in management. I'm Much like, more. fuck this power. I'm like, why are you all yelling at me all the time? <laughs> yeah, you're like, I just want to smoke a little, chill a little. Like, what the fuck is happening? No, it's actually, it's fine. <laughs> I mean. It's fine. <laughs> I feel like nobody ever found out who this was. I do think, I think it could be a couple things. Like, it could be a law enforcement officer's child or like, maybe it was somebody who, I don't know. Like, I just feel like there's a couple different iterations of why you wouldn't tell on someone. Like, maybe mm-hmm. it was somebody with a handicap. And, like, even though this person was a horrible murderer, like, they had some element of feeling bad for him. Or maybe it was actually, like, somebody they were very afraid of or, like, a mayor or mm-hmm. a police officer or ranger. I just think it's bizarre that she ran to leave a note. But then they never say, like, why? Like, what were you going to leave on the note? What were you going to say? If they get there, they'll see you're already dead. Like, what are you going to say? And maybe, like I said, maybe she just really was... What would be important? Delusional because she just got shot in the face twice. Okay, but, like, you got shot in the face twice. Where are you even getting the energy to get up? Well, maybe her (laughs) brain just, like, was running around. Like, but, I mean, I don't know. I, I, for some reason, think it's somebody they I literally do. will see on a TV show someone get, like, hit on the very, very side of their body, and they're like, ah, and they die. <laughs> this lady got shot in the face twice and was like, I got She's like, I gotta write a fucking note. Gotta get the jewels. <laughs> I'm definitely going to get everybody in the, the neighborhood. family jewels have to be secured. I also wonder if, this is, this is my last theory, maybe the first people did know who it was. Mm-hmm. Maybe she also caught a glimpse of who it was, mm. was going to leave it on a note in case she died, mm. had to run away, yeah. and then they Texas that shit <clears throat> and murdered him. 
Like, yeah. you know that whole town. No officer oh, in that town yeah. is going to oh, cry about that no. shit. You know, like, if it really was somebody they all knew, and they yeah, were just yeah. like, they would okay, just let's kill just them. kill him. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. done. For sure, And then you'd never sure. hear anything more about it. But That's it, like how Alaska operates oh, 365. Yeah. They're like, we're just going to take you to the great frontier, never <laughs> to be seen again. They're like, bitch, you're gone. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> you're in the frontier. Yeah, I, that's my, I think that's the theory I'm sticking to. I think yeah. they, they did know who it was. That would make sense why she was going to leave a note. And then yeah, she yeah, escaped. Yeah. So she was like, fuck it. She told that <laughs> lady <laughs> and her baby and her neighbor and the baby's daddy. And she was like, it's so-and-so. And they were like, mm. we got you. They took a couple minutes, murdered the fuck out of that guy, and then wow. took her to the hospital. Yeah, probably. Like, I just think that's what happened. Because I also don't think someone like that could just stop. Oh, Unless no. they were physically stopped. They had stopped. to be put to rest. Like, even if he went to another state... They would pass would... away. <laughs> There's an inside joke you'll never understand. <laughs> we were, like, talking about something upsetting someone, and Maddie was like, he would pass, and I thought she was going to say pass out, and she said pass away, and it just made me laugh so hard that I spit out my drink. It was so stupid, but in the moment, it was uh, so funny. I was talking about someone doing their job. <laughs> they would pass away. From having to do their job. I want to pass away from having to do my job. Uh, but I'll be working from home for the month of January. So thank the good Blessed. 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 Um, so I'm interested. You know, all 22 of you, you know who you are. Leave a comment. Tell me what you think happened. Nobody's going to comment. But maybe Sean, because he listens. At Creepy Cannabis Pod on Instagram. Yes. We'll post a photo of the detectives. Maybe we'll post a photo of that flashlight. Mm, it's a good picture. The flashlight. You're like, have you seen this flashlight? As if it was the only one ever made in that whole ass town. I don't know. Maybe it was like uh, unique in some way. But that was it. Unsolved. Oh my god, that was a hiccup on the <laughs> We're really classy. I just thought you should know. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. Look, it's not my fault. We got the naked cat. We got him home. He had a really bad infection and was super sick. And I was not ready. Everyone told me naked cats are so cuddly and they want to be on you all the time. I did not believe it. And he's he a just, screamer. He sleeps on me all night and he suckles on my neck and leaves little baby kitten hickeys. Yeah, and he's a he's a screamer. He is. And I just was not prepared. Like anybody who has a newborn, like you're a fucking rock star because I feel like I'm never going to sleep again. Mm-hmm. And every time I fall asleep, he's like, let me nurse on that neck. <laughs> then I just let him. Sometimes I just stick him on there. And you, like, want you want babies. You want babies. I'm going to tell you, nothing has ever made me question my fertility journey more than... I, it should be mandatory. This fucking naked cat. That if you want a baby, you have to mother a naked cat kitten for at least... 30 days and see how you feel and if you survive it and you still want kids approved yeah you can yeah, have yeah, them. yeah that makes perfect sense because like okay. he i've never i have four other cats he peed the bed the other night he is so tired he's so he's and so, so pitiful and cold apparently it's a common problem he will get up but doesn't want to get out from the cover so he'll just pee the bed so now i have to every time i hear him rustle around wake up and throw him in the litter box just in case <laughs> And he pees every time. But if I don't get him, guys, what I'm saying is it's a big ass commitment. And if you ever were thinking about it, think again. again. (laughs) It's not worth it. Meanwhile, then I pick him up and I'm like, then you're like, I love you. I love you so much. I'm going to smash your face (laughs) off your face. All right. Uh, Sean listening is like, you better fucking love him. (laughs) He was a million (laughs) dollars. But you know what? I just bought Sean a tattoo for his birthday, so I don't want to hear it. 
I mean, I mean, really, you bought Sean's tattoo for his birthday. <laughs> no, I paid rent, which bought Sean's which tattoo. Which I immediately used for the essential function of getting yeah. Sean the tattoo, yeah. which he can't even get until the end of February because of COVID. Rude. I know. I was like, you I know want what? a tattoo, but I want to get it, like, when it's warm so that uh, I can wear, like, flowy things. I don't want to get a tattoo because when you're cute like you and have a cute body, it looks flowy. When you look like me, I look like I'm a fucking big bitch named Bernadette. <laughs> Who just got that her first is not tat. true. It is true. Uh, and I have three tattoos and every one of them is messed up. Every one of them. Okay, well, one of my... Well, we know what one of my tattoos is, so that's Which, a regret. That's a regret. That's not a mistake. Well... Like, the tattoo looks fine. The I horrid mean, memory behind it must be covered <laughs> up immediately. It does. We'll just get best I'm friend thinking... tattoos right over top of it. Your little cat scratched me right on my tattoo. Do you Look hear this that. bitch talking scratch. about my child that came forth That's from my That's a cat years? scratch. Tis Look at not. This. Look at this. Look at that. Okay, it is. It's a cat scratch. Well, we can get a tattoo of his anyway, face to cover it up. When I get, I'm going to get a really big side tattoo. And then when I do that, I'm just going to get this covered up at the same time so that it's cheap for <laughs> I'm a little bitch, so I only get very small tattoos. Like, I pull a Miley Cyrus, and I just want, like, a few scattered ones throughout my body. Yeah. But... I have a high pain tolerance for, like, the 8,000 needles I I have to do. Either a hip. Yeah, like a hip into. If I had no pain concerns whatsoever and a million dollars. It's going to be the most excruciating thing ever. I would want leg sleeves in American traditional style. But I have no money. Oh, I want a whole sleeve. What style, though? Like, black and gray? Well, I was thinking at one point expanding my Alice in Wonderland tattoo into a sleeve. You should. Because that'd be cool. It'd be so cool. I could draw you something for it. I love Alice in Wonderland, but I don't know. Maybe I'll do a different, a totally different themed sleeve on the other arm. And do like a tattoo on your back to go with it. Or just like just Just the sleeve. sleeve. I don't know if you want it wrap around like your other one. So the one shot. a lot of tattoos. And now that I work in the cannabis industry, it's like. So I've been watching Ink Master, so I'm like, oh, I need all these tattoos. But I have, again, I have a high pain tolerance for other things. But definitely, like, the tattoos I got, I was a little bitch about. I gotta tell you, like, the one that I got on my shoulder was probably three and a half hours. It hurt. Yeah. But pain is temporary. When you tell yourself, pain is temporary. I just literally told myself that over and over I feel like I have to have tattoos in places that I can see because if I can watch them do it, it distracts me and it gives me, like, I'm interested in that because mm-hmm. I like art. So it helps it to not be so painful because I can just kind of watch what's I happening would never, to me. I would never, like, bitch out, though. I, I, was oh, told, I, I was told by, like, when I was getting this tattoo, I was like, what's the most painful part of your body? And he said the rib cage. Yeah. And people will truly, he'll, he'll start the tattoo and they'll just be like, I have to leave. And they'll just yes. go. It'd be me. Yeah. I'd be like, you're not hearing me. Like, I'm a fucking bitch and I'm out. <laughs> like, I'm out. Audi, what is it? Audi 5,000? A couple thousand? It's a couple thousand. Okay. I'm all of the thousands. I'm out of here. I definitely uh, think I would, I prefer to stick with much smaller tattoos. Like, almost like what you could walk in and be like, yeah. I want that generic shit off the wall. And then just compile them together so that it looks like a sleeve. Mm, but really... Yeah. 
they're smaller and easier no, that's to handle. actually that's not a bad thing either though that's cool but i go back and forth because i love black and gray i think it holds up i'm just wondering well. if i should ever introduce color or if i should always maintain black and white I love American traditional style. It's my favorite style. Like, if I'm just looking at tattoos, that's my favorite style. I don't know if I want color because color fades. Yeah, well, but, black but fades too. But. A lot of those American traditional colors, they do hold up because they're black heavy. Mm. According to Ink Master, it's where I get all my information. But Oliver Peck says. I need to find a really good artist. So, the guy that Sean is going to is named Stevie Money. He started <laughs> Sean's tattoo. Dude. He started Sean has tattoo good tattoos a hundred years ago and just life happened, fertility happened, and he never had the money to finish it. Yeah. And I was like, bitch, you are 35 years old. It you is gotta time. Finish this bitch. So he's going to get like, it's fully outlined in everything. And it's That's been so like cool, that for 10 though. years. So he's going to get it shaded in. And then after that session, I'll get another session to get it like the background, but he's, he's expensive. The guy who did it, because at the time that he was doing Sean's, he never did portraits at all, and now he specializes in portraits. Is it an hourly rate? Yeah. What? How much? One fifty an hour. Oh, that's not bad. When I was in New York, I was looking for artists in New York, and it was like starting at two seventy five an hour. Because of where you live, though, like in this area, it's not that it's yeah. expensive; it's like reasonable. No. But... I the the one thing that I will always say is that invest, invest, invest. If you get tattoos. You have to save up and invest in it because yeah. there's absolutely no reason. You're going to regret if you get a shitty tattoo. Oh, I regret You're all three of mine. The, the guy who did the one on my back told me after that he was high while he did the one on my back. And it was extremely painful. Like, you want to talk about somebody almost bitching out? I got to the point of crying and I was like, I'll just cry through it. And then right when I was like, okay, I think I need a break. He was like, I literally just finished. And you're like, great. <laughs> but then the two tattoos that I have that are numbers are both messed up. The comma on the one is going the wrong direction, and on my um, we'll get it fixed. Coordinates. It's if you get up. another tattoo, you just say I need you to fix all of these things at once, and then it's cheaper. Yeah, I it's think like I'm gonna get. I didn't it. want my coordinates in this spot, and I do think the placement is what damaged it because of it being sweaty here and like bending my arm. I think it just kind of messed it up. Mm-hmm. So I want to get that one covered. And I want to get the coordinates where I originally wanted them, which is here, this way. And we should get a matching tattoo. I really want to. Let's cover that. That. <laughs> that. I want to get an alien tattoo really bad. Like being beamed Beam up into a spaceship. Yeah. We'll discuss. I'm pretty okay. sure we just both were very Mine, high. It's just like a solid blackbird, so I can easily cover that. Yeah. It's really small, though, too. Like, there, we just yeah. need to find something, like, with dark shading that would be a good cover. Plus, I want to get it, like, a little closer to my wrist. Initially, when I got the tattoo, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a professional, so I can't have it show. <laughs> so I got it, like, further down on my arm. But... I'm like, if you think my abilities are defined by having artwork on me, I don't need to work here. I don't need I that mean, negativity true. in my life. It's so dumb. Yeah. I've worked places, though, before where you couldn't have your hair dyed a certain color, couldn't have tattoo I showing. I probably couldn't have fun colors. I don't know, but that's just my dispensary because my dispensary specifically is very. Yeah, but if your hair's done, like, I think as long as it's not, like, growing out in a hot mess, like, if it's done well and it's maintained, you probably. I was just saying, like, hot pink. I don't know. I think if it looks nice. Mm. At my job now, I'm allowed to have my hair however I want. I probably wouldn't. Tattoos however I want. Plus, if I do pink, then I'll never get the reds out of my. I'm gonna tell Katie what you did. 
Okay, I feel like we got really stoned and just went on a tattoo rant for the last 20 minutes, so. It's fine, we just talked for like 15 minutes about it, it's not a big deal. Listen, maybe they'll be like, ooh, can we get a tat podcast? And we'll be like, yes, it's not 22 a big followers. Deal. Okay. That's all. Okay, bye! <laughs> wait, okay. wait, what? Okay, bye. Bye! <laughs>